Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the Tassel and Mortarboard Division here at Car Talk <laughs> Plaza. Well, actually, this being graduation season, we put together a couple of pearls of wisdom that have been delivered in graduation speeches over the years. So, for instance, well, if, you're, if you're a graduate this year and you didn't find anything useful in the speech that was given to you, you might find something here that you can take meaning from. Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, here's a pearl of wisdom from Conan O'Brien, of all people, in a speech to Stuyvesant High School seniors last year. Be warned, everyone at college has a weird roommate. If you don't have a weird roommate, then you are the weird roommate. <laughs> 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 you want to... You, you, you uh, read this one. Here's a bone mot from John Stewart from William and Mary College in, I think, 2004. I am honored to be here and to receive this honorary doctorate. When I think back to the people that have been in this position before me, from Benjamin Franklin to Queen Noor of Jordan, I can't help but wonder, what has happened to this place? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's an excerpt from David Sedaris's speech to Princeton graduates in 2007. There were those who left Princeton and soared like arrows into the bosoms of power and finance. But I was not one of them. My path was a winding one with plenty of obstacles along the way. When school was finished, I went back home, an Ivy League graduate with four years' worth of dirty laundry <laughs> and his whole life ahead of him. What are you going to do now, my parents asked me. And I said, well... I was thinking of washing some of these underpants. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably well, good. <laughs> you know, you're going to take one step at a time. <laughs> this is from Stephen Colbert from Knox College in 2006. I have two last pieces of advice. First, being pre-approved for a credit card does not mean you have to apply for it. <laughs> and lastly, the best career advice I can give you is to get your own TV show. It pays well, <laughs> the hours are good, and you're famous. And eventually, some very nice people will give you a doctorate in fine arts for doing jack squat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's from Ali G. from Harvard in 2004. For those of you studying history, you probably learned a lot about the presidents. Like, who was Jefferson? And what did Lincoln give America? Apart from... The town car. <laughs> here's another I one. like that. I like that. Well, and here's another one from Ali G. Let's talk about the future. Your future. A lot of you are probably worried about employment. Unfortunately, most of you will end up getting jobs, especially now that you've got the burden of a degree. <laughs> well, look, if you have a question about your car or the burden of your degree, give us a call. We're at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888 Eight two five five. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi. Hi. Who's this? This is Leslie from Oakland, California. Hi, Leslie. Leslie, Oakland. Are you yeah. are you burdened with a degree? Um, I am. No. Oh. Yeah. I'm burdened with a degree. That's okay. I'm sure you can overcome it. <laughs> What's going on, Leslie? Well, I have a 2001 Honda CRV that I bought used about a year ago. Every time I make a U-turn, the left wheel well makes a sound like. 
Yeah, just like that. <laughs> and my, we have no idea what it is. My husband, you know, doesn't think that it's a CV joint. Well, does uh -huh. it make a difference whether you're making a U-turn to the left or to the right? To the left is much louder than to the right. To the right, it makes a, you know, faint sound, but not as. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's just that you have the windows open on one side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, the noise is probably not a CV joint or anything like that. It's probably coming from the uh, from the differential, the rear differential, which which has in it the center differential too. Okay. Be because this thing is an all-wheel drive vehicle, there's going to be some way for the for the power to get distributed unevenly to all four wheels. For example, when you're making a very very sharp turn like a U-turn, uh -huh. all four wheels have to turn at different speeds. Oh. Right? And yeah, they, I mean, the inside wheels are doing almost nothing, and the outside wheels are doing all kinds of traveling. Right. Oh. In fact, when you're making a turn to the left, the left rear wheel, in theory, could be doing nothing at all, not even turning, and everything is rotating. It's like the left rear wheel is like the sun, <laughs> right? And everything is going around that, but there's, an, there's a device, so the front wheels have a differential between them, so the two of them can turn at different speeds. And so do the rear wheels. They also have a differential between them. And, and then there's this other thing called a, a coupling, a viscous coupling between the front and rear wheels that allows the two front wheels to turn at a different speed than the two back wheels. Yeah, and if you couldn't do that, things would be very weird. So, so what do I do about it? Well, you, you, you might just need the fluid changed in, in, the, in the rear axle assembly. Yeah, we, we've had a couple of calls on this, and we've had a few people at the garage. We, it's one of these things that we had never seen before, and all of a sudden, boom, they're all over the place now. Because now all, all these CRVs have 50, 60, 70,000 miles, and no one's ever changed the fluid because no one ever does. How many miles on yours? It's about 60,000 miles. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's time. Okay, so I just, do you know what that would cost? Oh, thousands. No, really? it's a, no, no. It's oh, less okay. than hundred bucks. Seventy-five bucks. Take it to the dealer. I mean, you don't have to take it to the dealer, but the reason your your local shop hasn't figured it out is they just haven't seen it yet. Oh. So you can take it to them and tell them what it is, uh -huh. and enlighten them. Or you okay. can go to the dealer, pay fifty percent more, I know, and you won't have yeah. to tell them anything. No, no, but right. Except but, why are you charging me so much? <laughs> <laughs> the guy around the corner wants to do it for seventy-five bucks. But okay. your but your local repair shop may have either Mitchell's or All Data. Yeah, okay. Both of them are two databases that allow you to get things like technical service bulletins online. Okay. So if they if they do look up your car and look up you know rear differential noise, they'll find out there's a TSB about changing the the, the fluid. Okay. And it should be easy. Great. It sounds that's excellent advice. Well, on the other hand, you could have loose wheel nuts, and one of your wheels could be getting ready to fall off. So they shouldn't overlook that. But let's okay, not assume I'll, that I'll it's this. It yeah, it would be a good idea to check to see if the wheels are all tight. Okay. See you, Leslie. Luck, Leslie. Okay, thanks. Bye bye. See you later. Bye. Yeah, and sometimes it's easy to jump to an answer. It is. And without you, considering and you the simple leave stuff. Out some very important info. Like we do every week. <laughs> eight, eight, hey, what eight. do they want? They called? Are they paying us? No. <laughs> We're giving them whatever we can give them. Free advice is free advice is, is, is worth never your trust favorite. free advice. <laughs> eight 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 car talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eighty two fifty five. Hello, you're on car talk. Hi, boys. This is Saul from Amherst. Saul. Yes, but I'm generally known as Doctor Granola. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Amherst, Massachusetts. Right. Don't say the H. It's Amherst. Florida. Amherst. Oh, did I say it wrong? Yeah, well, if you say the H, they'll know you're a tourist and they'll give you the more expensive menus. Oh, okay. No, Am Amherst. <laughs> Amherst. Okay, I'm. I'm That's ready. That's what we always say. What's up, Saul? Well, I have a '94 Lincoln Continental. 
Uh-huh. The other day, I start the car, and there's this big, uh, uh, not an explosion, you know, a pop. <laughs> a and pop. underneath the front of the hood, all this steam is starting to come up. But it really sounds high pressure, like, you know, it's a high pressure uh, leak somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've actually learned, uh, you know, since it happened, I've gotten some info between then and now. I, I got a hole in the condenser coil. Okay, yeah. So my question is, and and I'm given, and he says, to, and this is a friend of mine who owns the uh, the, the the uh, repair facility. Yeah. And he says, you know, so I'll cut you a deal. It's like you know, three hundred dollars. And I'm like, mm, let me see. I just put in a tranny uh, <laughs> a few weeks back. Yeah. I'm not in the mood for this now. Junkyard. Let's think junkyard. So my question is, can you? What you want? We want to donate the car to the junkyard, or what? <laughs> oh, no. oh, you want to buy a condenser <laughs> from the junkyard? You're just no, talking about pieces well. of the car, not the car. I've got to get some mileage out of it to pay back the investment I have. Yeah. The question is, can you spot weld a condenser coil or any use any of those products, you know, like they put in radiators that clog holes? No, I'll tell you, the pressure is, as, as you found out, the pressure, high is pressure, very intense. So there's none of the, there are none of those miracle things that you can put inside that will stop a leak, nor is there anything you can put on the outside either. All right, so there's there's nothing internally. Now, can you spot weld them? Can you put a Band-Aid on it? I don't believe so. <laughs> I don't, I don't and so. I don't think I would trust one that I got from the junkyard either. You might. Well, this is that's what my my, my friend said because he also looked at me when I said to him, uh, you know, Stevie, can you unbolt it? Just take the hoses off of it. You know, get another one. He says, no, the the laws. You have to drain the system. You gotta, you know, you can't let any of this stuff get in the air. I said, Steve, the whole system was in the air. It, it, it popped. <laughs> you know, so you know, he says, ah, oh, you can't do this. And I'm saying to myself, mm-hmm. well, you you could you don't, you don't have to fix it. The damage is done. The refrigerant has all escaped. Right. There's yeah, nothing. In, I mean, I mean there, whatever is in there is minuscule. There's a minuscule amount left compared to what we started out with. You could just forget about it and keep driving. Oh no, I hate the heat. I like it. I like my AC too much. Well, so if you if you need to do it, either you have to bite the bullet and pay Stevie the three hundred bucks, or you go to the junkyard and you'll buy one for seventy five dollars, and then you're going to pay Stevie another hundred bucks or more, maybe one hundred and fifty, to install it and charge the system. So you will have spent two twenty five to have a used one. Yeah. Uh, so, so, it, so for another couple of, so you can't spot weld it. None of the internal things work, and that answered my question. Well, you know what works great on these granola. <laughs> I thought about. That. I know you did. No. Now, if I put enough granola in the system, will it clog up the hole? And for how long? Absolutely, it'll clog it up forever. Yeah. I think a time bomb might be better. <laughs> but I think you're not. You're not gonna have to bite the bullet. Yeah, uh, I think you'll have to bite. You can you can try toughing it out. You know, it might not be a hot summer. Nah, I, I'm too I'm 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 too much of a sucker for you know my AC. Yeah, but, well uh, then I, you got to pay the money. So you got to pay the money. Well, see, I mean, I'm I'm gonna this 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 whole '94 Continental seems incongruent with your Doctor Granola persona. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what Doctor Granola is all about, but Doctor Granola should be wearing Birkenstocks and and driving you know, uh, driving a you know a hybrid. Well, I'm in the granola industry and have been for 36 years, uh-huh. um, and I like boats. I, I, I drove several uh, Crown Vicks, you know, the old state police cars. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love them. They're real metal. They're solid, and, and they're real metal. So I don't like yeah. these little tiny these things. But 
no, I'm I'm not the quintessential, you know, nuts and flakes guy living out in Amherst. <laughs> you know, you're not uh, circumferentially challenged, are you, Saul? Are you... Uh, uh, no, I'm packing a few pounds, but it's not from granola. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, healthy kind <laughs> from of those guy. Omaha steaks that get shipped over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Saul. Uh, I think it, I think you need to bite the bullet and spend the extra money because the, the 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 small amount of extra money here is is not going to make make it's a big a, difference. It's a small amount. All right, so and Stevie, Stevie. Bro, Stevie has a boat payment to make, after all. <laughs> he does? How did you know? <laughs> How do I know? <laughs> they all do. He was at the meeting last week. <laughs> Good luck, man. Well, thank you, boys. See you later. Take care, bye. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Dr. Granola. Some people won't give up. He's going to call back next week and ask yeah. if he can plug it up or something. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-2278. Hello? Hello. Hi. Who's this? This is Diana from Carmel, California. Hi, Diana. Di- wow, that's why it took Carmel. so long to get the connection. You're so far away. <laughs> yeah. What's, What's up? up? Well, I have a 19-year-old son, and he's working a summer job in California, in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And the company loaned him a 92 Chrysler minivan. He loves working for this what company. What kind of companies you work in? 92? <laughs> and so he loves working for the company, and he loves all the people and the boss. But he noticed a nickel-sized bubble in the sidewall of the right front tire. Ah. Mm-hmm. And he puts about 700 to 1,000 miles a week driving on Los Angeles Highway. No good. How, no fa- good. how fast is he driving? If he's doing it during the week, he's driving seven miles an hour. <laughs> uh, well, actually, he says that the hours he drives most of that time, he puts on pretty good speed. Oh, yeah, see. then this is very dangerous. It is very dangerous. It, yeah. it's, it, it's, I would say it's between very and somewhat. Yeah, a okay. nickel size. Nickel size is, is, is bad, is but when bad. they get really bad, they're like the size of a silver dollar. <laughs> and when, oh, it's, at, when okay. it's at that point, then it's really dangerous. Okay. But yeah. it's going to get there. They never they never go away. It's not like a pimple. Yeah. You know, you All put right. a little alcohol on it, and a couple of days later, it's gone. It's, I mean, has he pointed this out to his boss? No, because he didn't know whether it was serious or not, and whether, you know, it was worth ah. having the boss buy new tires for such an old van. But he pointed it out to his mother, however. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, so I know he's worried about it because college-age students do not point out any problems to their parents yeah. unless it's really something they're worried about. So he's well, he's worried about it. He should mention it to his boss. In fact, he should refuse to drive it on the highway until the tires get... Yeah, and then, and then, okay. then they'll take the car away and he'll be walking <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that might be it. Might well, have to take better to lose your job than to lose your life. Well, I, I, here's yes. my solution. Yeah, He could mention it to the boss, and if All the right. boss reacts the way I think he's going to react. Don't forget, it's a 92. Right. I think his mother should buy him a tire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that you told me it's so dangerous, I might offer to buy the tire. Well, you may have to. (laughs) I mean, the truth is, the the other tires should be looked at for other things besides, you know, bubbles. Oh, all the tires. Yeah, Yeah, but but, uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea if he's really driving this thing a lot at highway speeds. It yeah. wouldn't be a bad idea if someday you could sneak this whole vehicle off to your mechanic and yeah. have the whole thing checked out. I mean, you could have a ball joint that's ready to break. These are famous for going through ball joints, and that could uh, be much more, you know, dangerous potentially than a tire that's got a bubble in it. Oh, you know, okay. so it wouldn't be a bad idea to have the, you know, whoever works in your car just look the thing over, check the condition of the brake lines and the ball joints and the tie rod ends, and if the car is okay and he says, look, it just needs a tire, then buy him a tire. 
That sounds like great advice. I'm so glad I called. We're glad you called, too. I'm glad you called, too, Diana. (laughs) Okay, thank you. See you. Thanks for your call. All right. Bye-bye. Boy, oh, boy. (laughs) All right, look, uh, you don't remember last week's puzzle, do you? No. Good. The (laughs) space-time continuum is still intact. (laughs) Yes, it is. I mean, but remind me a little bit. What was it about? Well, it concerned the topic about which we know absolutely nothing. Uh, cars? <laughs> no, no. Knitting. Knitting? Yeah, it was a puzzle about how much yarn was left, and we'll have the whole story and more of your calls. So please stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Knitting? <laughs> Knitting? Well, this old car, it isn't anything to sing about. It's barely something to talk about. It's just a car. even though college career consultants suddenly get an idea about how to scare students straight whenever they hear us say it, this is NP. Hi, we're back. <laughs> You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and the answer to last week's puzzle. And this puzzle was sent in recently by uh, Jeff uh, Abu Zahab, if I'm pronouncing wait, his name wait, correctly. Wait a minute. What's recently mean? Oh. 2002. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Anyway, he he wrote, you ready? Yeah. My wife and I have been dieting for the last few months, and and it hasn't been easy. To keep herself from snacking, my wife decided to take up knitting. I, on the other hand, decided to take up casting porcelain miniatures of my favorite foods. (laughs) This has had mixed success in distracting me from my hunger pangs. Anyway, the, the other night, my wife was busy knitting a scarf that she'd been working on for a few days. And after completing one of the rows, she held up the partially finished scarf to show me her progress. How much longer can I make the scarf before I run out of yarn, she asked. I looked at the three feet of scarf hanging off the one knitting needle in her left hand, and she had a great big ball of yarn and an empty knitting needle in her other hand. And I said, well, just knit until you run out. I can't do that, she says. I'm doing something called the diagonal stitch, and I need to know how much further I can knit so I know when to start dropping stitches to finish it off, whatever that means. We don't know. I have to use a different stitch for the end of the scarf. Uh-huh. Uh, I sort of get it now. Well, I said, we'll just measure the length of yarn left in the ball and subtract it from the length you started with, and we'll know how much you used and how much more you have to go, right? Uh-huh. I'm not doing that, she said, because I don't know how much I started with, and I'm not going to unravel the three feet I already did, you moron. <laughs> I thought for a moment, and then the solution came to me. I took the scarf that was on the knitting needle and the ball of yarn connected to it and the empty needle, and I ran into the kitchen. And in a minute, I came back and said, you can knit two more feet before you run out. And she did. The question is, what did I do in the kitchen? Had a cup of coffee. (laughs) Had an ice cream. (laughs) No, the hint was that they're dieting. Really? Yes. 
we have a digital scale in the kitchen. You know, there's more than one way to measure things. Well, you might want to measure the yarn by... Oh, by, he weighed it. He weighed it and the, and knitting the, stuff ne the attached left. knitting needle. And then he weighed the ball of yarn and of course, he knows the, the other knitting now. needle. And he knew the ratio. And he said he did the math and he said you can knit three more feet. Pretty cute, eh? He said two more feet. Oh, well, she did three more feet. He was off a little bit. <laughs> he was off by a what? He was off by 50%. No, I, uh, what did I say? Two, two more feet. Anyway, so who's our winner? The winner this week is Kim Canavan from Louisville, Kentucky. And for having her answer selected at random from among all the correct answers that we got, Kim gets a $26 gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division at cartalk.com, with which she can get a copy of our two-CD collection called the best and second best of Car Talk. <laughs> you figure we'll ever do like a third best of, of Car Talk? No. After this, we have to start coming at it from the other direction. Like the best of the worst of Car Talk. <laughs> <laughs> that might be easier. All right, look, we have a brand new puzzler coming up in the third half of the show. So don't go prune the rhododendrons just yet. In the meantime, if you have a question about your car, give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. Uh, That's 888-227-8255. A lawyer on Car Talk. Hi, this is Miriam, and I'm calling from Albany, New York. Hi, Miriam. How Miriam. are you? I'm good. I'm good, but I really need y'all's help. Yeah. Um, my family usually takes two long car trips over the summer. And whoa, whoa, you're, you're not one. from Albany, New York. You may be <laughs> Albany, Georgia. <laughs> well, she's only you're, been up there a couple of months. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm originally from Virginia. All right. Uh -huh. my, my husband and I have this disagreement. Uh -huh. We need your help. Yeah. He insists that when we accelerate, you know, like when we get onto the highway or we go to pass somebody or things like that, that we have to turn the air conditioner off. And then the kids and I are sweltering until we get past that person or we get back up to speed. And then he'll let us turn the air conditioner back on. So every time he passes somebody on the highway, he doesn't do it until he turns off the air conditioner? That's right. What is he, nuts? Yes, I think so. Oh, he's wacky. Well, how, how long does he leave it off? He leaves it off until we're back up at the speed that he wants to be at. And how many minutes is that, usually? Well, it can be, you know, maybe two or three, but long enough in a van for it to get hot again. Oh, yeah, vans, see, the vans are like ovens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He insists that it's better for the engine and we get better gas mileage. Well, I mean, he is right about that, except that virtually every vehicle does that all by itself anyway. When you open the throttle all the way, the AC will cut out so that you aren't taking power from the engine. But it only does it when you have the thing at, you know, wide open throttle. What kind of car do you drive? It's a van, a Ford Freestar, 2004. And and is he trying to make this thing last, like, forever? <laughs> forever. <laughs> well, the other thing he likes to do is to put it in the neutral when we're going down a hill. Oh. And I'm so oh, afraid that he's, he's not going to get it back into drive. It's going to go into reverse. I, I have what, to. What, I have to be nice. What does he? Him. What does he do for a living? <laughs> you really want to know? Yeah, of course. It's essential <laughs> that we know. We're both pastors. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> He's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, going down a hill in neutral is a very, very bad idea. It's dangerous, and you could end up going so fast that you wouldn't like it. Okay. And so that, he's got to stop doing that. Okay. And he should stop with the other business as well, because it's it's crazy. Okay. It, it isn't worth it. Can, can we talk to him, Miriam? Is he... <laughs> Around right he's now. so lucky oh, him. That's, that's why she's calling us. Does he have a cell phone with him? <laughs> oh, well, 
where you could probably reach give us the, give us the number off the air we're gonna okay. we're gonna we're gonna turn you off for a second and okay. and uh louis cronin our, our assistant producer is gonna get the number from you <laughs> okay. and so go ahead we, we no one else is listening yeah and what's his name glenn glenn okay hold on we're gonna call him <laughs> hello hello glenn yes this is uh ray and tom from car talk oh uh, yes and and we have had the good fortune today of, of talking to your wife miriam really really <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and i'll bet you know why she called i i have a wild guess and what what, what would that wild <laughs> guess be <laughs> Well, she is a lover of having the air conditioning on at all times in the car, but yeah. I think it's better for the engine to not do that while we're going uphill with a, a lot of stuff in the car. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. She told us that, and she also told us that when you go downhills, you like to throw it into neutral. Oh, but that's just for fun. That's, that's just, just for fun. Oh, okay. Right, just so put we'll, your life in danger. So we'll, <laughs> we and you have children, the two of you? Yes, we do. How, how many children do you have? Two girls. Okay, so, we'll tell you what we told your wife. Okay. We said, what is he, crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the air conditioner does cut out, you know, by itself when you when you floor the gas pedal. So when you're trying to pass somebody, if you're already going 65 and you, you know, hit the gas pedal to the floor, the air conditioner will cut out in most cars, I'm sure yours, you know, when, you, when you're doing that. And then it'll come back on when you when you reach... You know, cruising speed. You don't have to do that. It will do it for you. And it does that to maximize the power going to the wheels. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I get this. The, we got the feeling from Miriam and your kids, too, even though they didn't speak to us, that, that, <laughs> that, that you're making them suffer a little more. Cause this, when this does it in the car, when it does it automatically, you, you're hardly aware of it. But right. I, we get the suspicion that, that you, you are kind of pushing the envelope. <laughs> and maybe it's one minute turned into a minute and a half, and let's see how long they can take it. Two minutes, two and a half. Of course, the longer the AC is off, the better your mileage is, and, and we, uh -huh. we assume, yep. yeah, you know that. That's yep. why you're coasting. So between the coasting and the uh, and the lack of and, AC, and the lack of AC, you're probably saving about six bucks a year. Excellent. <laughs> On gas. Excellent. So, excellent. so we're happy to make a contribution to your cause if, if it's yeah. only six bucks, if you'll refrain from this behavior, because it's driving your wife and kids nuts. Uh, I mean, is she just giving you a hard time about this? I mean, is she nagging you about this? Oh, not. I wouldn't say nagging is the right word for it. She's what, what, not what, a what, nagging What is person. the right word, then, if it uh, isn't nagging? I'd say it's more like intermittent whining. 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 So, so she's a whiner. Just a little bit. Oh, so you hear that, Miriam? <laughs> <laughs> well, Glenn and Miriam, we have to say goodbye now. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> Luckily, you're both in the right line of business that you don't need us. Forgive, forgiveness is forgiveness is in your is in your, uh, in your job hearts. description, so you don't you don't need us. So, but uh, but seriously, Glenn, leave the AC on if you really want to do it on the hills. You can do it for a, a couple of seconds, but rest assured, the car does it for you. The car does it itself. Great, it yeah. does it itself, and 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 then your children will love you. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> And the coasting we never recommend because you can find yourself going at a very high speed without noticing it, and then you can't stop. Yeah. True. 
Yeah, and yeah. There, there's no question that you do get better gas mileage, but it really isn't worth it because it's really dangerous. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, we, we need you around, Glenn. Yeah. That's so, true. All right. See you later, folks. Guys, it's Thanks, a pleasure guys. to talk to you. You're good sports. See you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 Good luck, Miriam. <laughs> 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-22-78-255. Hello. Hi, this is Sam from Greer, South Carolina. Hey, Sam. What's going Sam. on? I've got a... Uh, 97 Ford Ranger. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I've been driving continuously, like on the interstate or a highway for about 45 minutes or more, mm-hmm. whenever I go to stop, the clutch gets really hard to push in. And oh, really? Once I've got it pushed in, when I go to take off again from a stop, the clutch acts like it doesn't want to come back up off of the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you say it's hard to push in, is the pedal just physically difficult to move? Yes, and a lot of times it'll get to where the the last inch from the floor, I can't even get it to actually touch the floor. Uh-huh. Oh, so then you can't you can't actually shift it. Yes, it'll it'll shift at that point. Does it ever grind? No, no, it never grinds. But sometimes the clutch will slip when I go to take off because the clutch is not coming back up off of the floor. Right, right. You can't get it up off the floor. It's right. like a prize fighter that's been knocked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it, I'm, 97, does this have a cable or is this hydraulic, this clutch? Hydraulic. It's hydraulic. Oh, it is. It usually only does it when it's uh, about 70, the outside temperature is about 75 degrees or more. But otherwise, it's okay. Yes. And as, as a side note, the truck itself has 654,000 miles. Holy <laughs> jeepers, really? Yes. And, really? Uh, How many engines does it have? One. It's on the original engine. You're kidding. No. Really? That's phenomenal. That may be the highest mileage on any vehicle we've ever talked about. So do you, are you in the Guinness Book of Records? Not yet. Well, you should be. Well, well how, how far do you have to go to get there? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not sure? Are you kidding me? You should be checking their website every day. Somebody may be closing in on you. <laughs> and it started doing this last summer after my mechanic did um, he put a new transmission in. And then during the fall and winter, it stopped, and then it started up again this spring. Did he replace the clutch as well? No, no. The clutch actually was replaced back in 2004. Well, geez, I, I can't help but think that somehow or another the, the release bearing is binding on the collar of the of – the, the, there's a collar that goes around the, the transmission pilot shaft. Mm-hmm. And somehow or another, when, when things are heating up, that thing is binding on that, and that's why you can't push the pedal down. If the clutch was not replaced – then the, that it should have, it should be the same as it was before. So the problem is going to be either with the transmission he put in, or some, or the something is wrong with the alignment of the fork and the. I hate to say this, but you're going to have to take it back to him, and he's going to have to pull this transmission. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I told him about it uh, when it started doing it, and yeah. when uh, this was last summer when it started it, he said he thought he may have forgotten to wrap the slave cylinder with asbestos. Oh, so it wouldn't get too hot, right? Ah. And he said, "Next time you bring it in, tell me about it, and I'll and I'll take care of it." Well, and it started doing it again this spring, and I reminded him, and he said, "Well, I don't think that's what it was anyway." Ah. and he says it just needs a new clutch. Yeah, now he's got to figure out what it is. And, 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 and I I'm mean, sure... is he willing to take out the clutch and take a look at it? Uh, I don't know. You yeah, has yeah. this guy been your mechanic since day one? With the, I mean, are you the original owner of this? No, no, no. It was used uh, by another company uh, uh, that delivered lost luggage. That's how it racked up so many miles. Oh, so you bought this thing with like 500,000 on it. (laughs) Right. Yes, we did, actually. 
You did. did. Whatever possessed you to do something so <laughs> ill-advised? You'd have to ask the owner of the company. Yeah. That one. Oh, so this isn't your vehicle. It's the, no. uh, it's the, the company. Well, you vehicle. know, when a vehicle gets to... We, we had a, a call. We've had a few calls like this, but I remember we had a call once from a guy named Dave from Bemidji, Minnesota, <laughs> who had a car that had a gajillion miles on it, and he wanted to drive it yeah. to Alaska. Yeah. And From Bemidji. From Bemidji. And he did. And and, wow. and our advice was, look, it's already got a million miles. If it went this far... It's going to keep going forever. It's going to keep going. There's no reason That's to think it's going to fail. On this one. Sure, yeah. I mean, at 654,000, you might get another 654,000 out of it, right? Right. That's what I think. But you're going to have a real gigantic left leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing to do is obviously the easy stuff. And the easy thing would be to replace the slave cylinder. Uh-huh. And it's possible that that slave cylinder is binding up. Although I'd be very surprised, and it's possible that the, the master cylinder is faulty too, but I'd be very surprised at that as well. I think the problem is going to be somewhere, and this, this is a pretty simple system, it's going to be somewhere either on that fork or on that pivot ball yeah. or on the collar around the pilot shaft. So he's going to have to pull it. going to have to take it out. You know, and, there's, and right. the only other possibility is there's something that's going on with the clutch, but if you go to the bother of taking the transmission out and there's no obvious problem, you don't, you don't see that the fork is bent or or the, the collar is chewed up or something like that, then I'd go ahead and replace the whole clutch. Okay. Go for it. All right. Keep us posted, Sam. All right, we'll do. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, look, it, it's time for us to take a little break. Already? Didn't we just do that? Well, yeah, about 20 minutes ago. But, you know, time flies when you're engaged in genuinely and earnestly helping people uh, solve their problems. Well, speak for yourself. I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, you will have a new puzzler for us, won't you? Yes, I will, as a matter of fact. And and this is uh, uh, historic, folkloric, automotive, and I might add, right up your alley. Huh? No kidding. Okay. Absolutely. The new puzzler and more of your car questions coming up in just a minute, so please stay tuned. It's a night And even those skunks turn up their noses whenever they hear us say it. This is NPR. Ha! We're back. Woo. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and the new puzzler, which I said, Tommy, is right, up, right your... up my alley. And you're going to know the answer, I'm sure. Really? Yes, you are going to know the answer. Well, I you remember won't re- it? No, you will not remember it, but you'll know <laughs> well, the, answer the answer in about okay. five minutes. So this oh. is 
rather lengthy, and most of it is just, you know, unnecessary filler. Sure. It's a puzzler. It's a <laughs> <laughs> and it's yours. <laughs> and this, this was sent in recently, actually, last December, by a fellow named Daniel England. And I had to, as I mentioned earlier, it, this is historic and folkloric. It's automotive. And it's pre- and post-obfuscated, because he did the pre-obfuscation. Ah. And after and I received it, I, I did some post-production. I can hardly And wait. it's interesting and not even bogus. So no you, kidding. You ready? Yeah, go. He writes, well, we write, rather. <laughs> I'm yeah. the proud owner of a magnificent 1956 Chevrolet convertible, <gasps> which I've restored to perfection over the last few years and whatnot, a few wives maybe. Uh, last week on a very warm summer afternoon, the perfect day for a ride in a convertible, <clears throat> I decided to take my car into town. It needed gas since the gauge was practically on empty, but I needed an ice cream. Mm. So I headed first to my favorite ice cream shop. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of trouble finding a parking space and had to park it down a side street. I noticed a group of young guys standing around, you know, smoking cigarettes and eyeing my car rather covetously. And mm. I was a bit uneasy leaving it there, but people often take interest in such an old and well-preserved car. So I went off to enjoy my ice cream. Yeah. Well, the line at the ice cream shop was long and it took me quite a while uh, before I could return to my car. When I did return, my worst fears were realized. The car was gone. <gasps> no kidding. I called the police and reported the theft and then went back and bought a quart of pistachio ice cream. <laughs> 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 About 10 minutes later, the police called me back to say they had found the car abandoned near a gas station a few miles out of town. It was unharmed and I was relieved. Well, it seems just before I called, they had received a call from a young woman who was an employee at a self-service gas station. She told them that three young men had driven in with this beautiful old convertible. One of them came to the window and prepaid for $20 worth of gas. Ah. Then all three of them walked around the car several times. They then opened the hood, and for a long time, they all looked around inside and under the hood. Ah. Then they closed the hood, and they all walked around the car in the other direction this time. Uh -huh. Then they all got in the car and drove off without filling the tank. Yeah. Hmm. The police were at a loss to explain this unusual sequence of events. I Why would anybody? I, can I know you can. <laughs> Why would anybody steal a car, pay for gas which they never pumped, and then abandon the car and walk away? Yeah. I knew why. If you know the answer, and I know why, <laughs> but you will you remember it next <laughs> will week? Will I remember it? <laughs> if you know the answer, etch it onto the underside of a Snap-on WB410 computerized heavy-duty wheel balancer with automatic <laughs> weight recalculation, six balancing modes, internal rechargeable battery, built-in lift mechanism, and optional smoothie attachment, and send it to <laughs> Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square. Cambridge, our fifth city, Matt 02238. Or you can email us your answer from cartalk.com. Now, if you have a car question for us right now, don't be shy. Give us a call. The number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hey. Hey. Tara from Parksburg, Pennsylvania. Tara? Tara with a T. Oh, T. With a T. T-A-R-A? Yep. From where? Parksburg? Yeah, it's right near Amish country, like near Gap and Lancaster. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, oh, been, I've, oh. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, nice country there. I doubt you've been to Parksburg, though. It's really tiny. <laughs> oh, I, well, I don't recall Parksburg, quite honestly. I may have blinked. But <laughs> anyway, what's going on? 
Well, I have a 1991. It's a Chevy S10 pickup truck, and I've had it forever. It's been really reliable. How many miles on it? It has about 140, but oh. I, I've had it for, gosh, like seven years, and it was reconstructed title, too. Oh. So it was in an accident. But lately, when I press down on the gas pedal, it sounds like it's in overdrive all the time. Like as soon as you press down the gas pedal, it's like, like, I can't explain it. It almost sounds like you're in the wrong gear all the time. And it's so loud that I could barely hear my radio or, you know, can't do anything else really in the car but drive and think. This is automatic transmission, this car? Yeah. But but can you drive it at normal speed if you get up on the highway? At, can you go 75 miles an hour? Yeah, I can go whatever speed I want. It just makes noise. And it shifts properly? I mean, you can feel the, you can feel the shifts in this thing. There's nothing subtle about these shifts. <laughs> I can feel it going all its shifts. Yeah. And I've experimented with, like, putting it in overdrive. You know how they have the little, oh, yeah. with the... But nothing seems to take away the sound. So what I'm wondering now is what I'd like to do is just drive this truck into the ground, but... If it's something that's really if you've dug the hole it, yet, if you dug the <laughs> hole, you got to dig the hole first. No, no, if this, I think this is something simple. And, okay. And does it? Does it? What if you don't put it in gear, and you have it stopped in park, and you step on the gas? Do you it's still hear the noise? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What ah. I think you have is a bad fan clutch. This hmm. this, this vehicle has a, a fan that's behind the radiator. And okay. it's driven by the engine. It's a mechanical fan, but it has on it a clutch, which allows it to freewheel, especially when the engine is cold. And the clutch has a thermostatic device in it so that when the engine heats up, when the underhood temperature gets high enough, and that fan has to work when you're stopped to draw in air to cool off the engine, that fan runs in unison with the speed of the, of the water pump, which is being driven by the belt. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just kind of lazily turning. That fan clutch, if it goes bad, will make exactly this noise. It'll make this whirring noise. Have you taken it to a mechanic yet? No, I haven't because... <laughs> Too busy digging the <laughs> I'm hole. I'm afraid of mechanics because I'm afraid he'll tell me it's like 20 things that it's not. No, he's not going to because he's going to hear it right away. Okay. Yeah, and he'll, he'll, he'll you suggest to him that you think it's the fan clutch. Okay. And he'll say you don't have a fan clutch and then you don't have to listen anymore. <laughs> no, but that's that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. All right, and it's nothing serious. And but, However... It wouldn't be a bad idea while the thing is there to have him check a few critical things like the ball joints and the brakes just to make sure that we don't lose another listener. Okay. Do you have a mechanic that you can trust? Yeah, I have one or two that I think I can trust. Great. Are they cute? Can you take and you... <laughs> They're definitely not cute. Not <laughs> cute. All right. That's good. <laughs> good luck. That's why I trust yeah, because them. That's why you stay away. Us cute, <laughs> us cute mechanics get a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. See you, Tara. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Kelly from Naples, Florida. Hi, Kelly. I have a 2006 Audi A4 uh, 2.0T, and I'm burning about a quart and a half of oil every 5,000 miles. Good for you. Yes, and, and actually my low engine oil light is coming on in between oil changes and Audi is telling me that it's absolutely normal for my car to be burning at that rate. My first car was a 75 Jensen Healey with a Lotus engine and it didn't burn oil at this rate. So yeah, I, it burned everything else though. That's right. It burned money. But <laughs> Wait, how many burn, miles on it? How many? 20,000. 20,000 miles yes. on the car. And they yes. say that this is the normal 
Well, it's within the normal range. Oh, they're full of it. I, I, I that's why I'm calling you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, I, 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 was I think what you need is the mob to come down and, <laughs> and, 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 and talk to this guy. Yeah, you need Polly Walnuts to come down. <laughs> well, I mean, the truth is that they, I think if you took them to court, you would probably lose because there are industry guidelines and this falls within them. I mean, even a court every thousand miles is, is probably acceptable as an industry standard. It's not, you wouldn't be happy with it and you probably wouldn't buy another one of these. Right. No. Right. But they'll, they'll probably fight you to the death on it. Okay. I mean, I think you should really move up the ladder. I mean, right now you're, you're really talking to, pe to the people at the dealership. Yeah. And they need to be your advocate. They need to call the, the company. You know, they need to call the honchos and say, we have, an unhappy, manager. we have an unhappy customer here who wants some, us to do something. Either buy the car back from her or give her another engine or rebuild this engine and get her oil consumption down to no, no consumption between oil changes. Of course. Now, you could, on the other hand, start changing your oil every 4,000 miles, in which case the oil light probably wouldn't come <laughs> on and you wouldn't know the difference. Well, you're not going to believe this, but this is what exactly what Audi suggested. Oh, oh really? Yes. That's ridiculous. The, the recommended oil change is at 10,000 and it's yeah. free, and they just suggested that I go ahead and change it every 5,000 miles. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, it's yeah, only a matter I, of time, I believe before this car begins to burn a quart of oil every 3,000 miles and then 2,000 miles. Okay. I, I think you're on a slippery slope. I mean, this is not something that all A4s do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd yeah. fight them to the death. I would, too. Okay. But yeah. the dealership doesn't want to take care of it. It's a bigger problem than them. Okay. Yeah, and first of all, it wouldn't come out of their pocket anyway. I know. That's they right. don't want to do the paperwork. And there may be 20 other customers just like you. And and the, the the fact you may be fighting them on this, oh no no no, let's we're not going to give any of these people engines because it's going to cost us a fortune. So you you may have to be the one to make the loudest amount of noise. Okay. Good luck. And I can do that. Thank I'm not you sure, Kelly. <laughs> you can do that. That's the luck. All right. That's if you think talk. you can do, if you think you're, <laughs> if you think you're man enough. <laughs> Good luck, Kelly. Thank you, sir. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, bye, -bye. <laughs> eight 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 car talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two. Hi, guys. This is Jay from Santa Cruz, California. Hi, Jay. Santa Hi. Cruz. What's going on, man? Well, you know, I'm starting a, my own tour business here in Santa Cruz, and uh -huh. I need a nostalgic, classic, convertible tour bus. Now, I was thinking like 11 people sh it should hold at least, including the driver, so that would be 12. Really? Yeah. Now, I was thinking of stretching and converting like a late 60s 21-window ragtop VW bus. Converting it to what? <laughs> Well, I don't think it's big enough. And it's, gonna, it's not going to be powerful enough. You put 12 yeah. lard asses in that thing with your <laughs> luggage and all that, and you're, gonna, yeah, you're not going to be able to get out of your way. And granted, now, this is Santa Cruz Mountains, too, so I'm talking about very steep terrain. Yeah, that's oh, no, not going to work. You need something with a V8 engine. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. there's no getting around. If you're going to take people up mountains... Right, but you, I want it to be a very kind of classic experience, so I don't want to yeah. resort to, like, a Suburban or something like that. Well, I understand, but I don't think there even exists... A nostalgic classic convertible that will Well, Jay obviously people. has something in mind, I think. I don't think so. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I thought maybe of limoizing this bus and really just kind of ripping the insides out of it. Well, putting I a new think engine you, in. that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to stretch something. Now, I know in Boston they have those guys that do the duck tours, and they, they use like an old military vehicle. Right. Yeah, kind of and they got a lot of them. I mean, they probably wouldn't even miss one. Maybe they can come <laughs> at night sometime and drive one back. Well, I mean, and it's open, but it's not a convertible. Yeah. 
How long ride? Is these going to be long rides people take? Yeah, it's going to be like a whole day tour of actually oh, doing wine man. tours. Wine tours. Yeah. Oh, once they get liquored up, they won't know what's going on. <laughs> you can even get them to push the bus up the hills, probably. <laughs> well, that's kind of the catch. They don't want to drive around these treacherous mountains while they're tasting wine all day. Yeah, I know. Right, right. Jeez. Boy, this is a toughie, Jay. Yeah, I know. What's your budget like? I did, I did, I uh, you know, maybe like 50 grand, something like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can get a bus for about 30 and then rip the insides out of it. Well, you know, if you if you could get a bus... You, it, it, it isn't a big deal to stretch it and throw some more seats in there, but you, you might be able to. top off. Well, at least use the ragtop sunroof part. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not essential that the whole top be a convertible in the yeah. traditional sense. And, and, you, and you, can, uh, you can do all kinds of things once you've cut the thing in half, but the, the thing is you, see, you need to see if you can find someone that can put a more powerful engine in it. Yeah, I've heard people put Corvair engines in them. Yeah, I know, but that was back no. in the 60s. There's a, there have been a lot of improvements since yeah. then. <laughs> So I I would look for a '60s vintage vehicle. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, you might want to look at. Is it important for it to be new, or should I? Can I get an old one if it's already going to be chopped up? Oh, if you're going to chop it up and put another engine in it, well, it's <laughs> redone, re, you know, remodeled or. Whatever. Oh, oh no! You're gonna. I think you're gonna have to do it. I mean, it's possible, I suppose. Go on Craigslist. Say, <laughs> I'm a we wacko like and I'm looking for blah 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 blah, and you'll get six people who respond. <laughs> you may want to you may want to check out the National Park Service and see what they use. Well, they do have vintage buses in Yosemite Park. I know that they they do, and Yellowstone does too. They have yeah. buses from like the 30s, you know, which yeah. are kind of quaint, you know, yeah. and and it would it would be the whole experience. Would be to like breathe the fumes from one of those old, you know, really. <laughs> exactly. A, yeah, you could have half the people passing out about halfway <laughs> through the trip. <laughs> but my other dig was to turn it into some kind of eco-friendly vehicle. Yeah, that would that would make even more sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, because our yeah. gas prices are crazy around here. So you could so. still have something that looked cool. Exactly. You, 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 it might be even easier to do than any what, of this what, stuff. What, is, what? is to get something like a bus, have somebody cut it up and lengthen it. And then fit it with batteries and an electric motor. Oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> would you have room for the batteries, or would we have to have a trailer behind it for all the oh, batteries? Oh no, no, you can fit them. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to put eleven people in this thing, you're going to have to stretch it. Right. No, you know, that's, and you're going to have to stretch it also to make room for the for the six thousand pounds of batteries that you have to put <laughs> in. It. But that might be a cool thing to do. Yeah. No, that sounds interesting. I like that idea. Electric yeah. bus. An electric VW bus tours. That would be that would be it, Jay. Yeah, it's the magic bus. Yeah. I'll tell you, we'll put something on our website, and I'm sure that's even gonna that's gonna be even better than Craigslist. We got more oh, wackos that that visit our website that use <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> well, I'm into it. I want I want the loony ideas. I think this is kind of a loony idea to start with. Okay. Well, we, we thought so too, but we were just humoring you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know what kind of answers we get. Awesome! I'm psyched. Good luck, Jay. Great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you later. Okay. Bye bye. Wow. Well, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Hmm. Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the Barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Perotti. And our technical spiritual and menu advisor, just back from the Athol, Mess Hall, Last Call, Meatball, Menthol, Midol, and Spice Doll, Big and Tall, Eat It All, is John Bugsy Lawler. Yes, it is. <laughs> our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Marge Inovera. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our staff orthopedist is Denise Hoyt. 
our Ralph Cramden impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed Ahmed Ahmed. <laughs> our physics graduate student is Laura Venertia. Our conflict resolution specialist is Hugo Arigo. Our <laughs> Russian chauffeur is Pikoff and Dropoff. Our director of nomadic studies is Roman Hunt. Our optometric firm is CFI Care. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Lewis Dewey, known to the Harold Pinter wannabe puppeteers in Harvard Square as Huey Louie Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack the Tappet Brothers. And remember this. Yeah. Don't drive like my brother. Ah, okay. And remember this. Yes. Don't drive like my brother. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. CDs of the show, which is number 724, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, listen to Confessions. After my brother admitted to applying snow seal to his butt, thinking it was Vaseline, the confessions have been pouring in. You know, I felt much better after reading the one from the guy who swapped Ben Gay for Preparation H and ended up spending the next few hours singing, I fell into a burning <laughs> ring of fire. Yeah. Read all about how listeners' misuse of ointments, creams, sprays, and lotions all week at our website, cartalk.com. Car Talk is a production of Dewey Chittam and Howe and WBUR in Boston. And even though Carl Castle wonders how much of a pay cut he'd have to take if he switched to panhandling <laughs> into Bond Circle, whenever he hears us say it, this is NPR, National Public Radio.